to church tonight. Um, my name's Toby, and thank you, Bianca, for the awesome um, little tidbit into your life about how you do your everyday faith. Um, if you don't know me, as I said, my name is Toby, and allow me to introduce myself a little bit more. Um, I'm on staff here at Door of Hope. I'm working in both creative arts and in youth. Um, I have quite the extensive novelty sock collection tonight. I have chosen flamingos um, on blue, so if you wanted to know more about that, come and chat with me after the service. Um, I also am a big fan of Lego, and again, I have a lot of it at home. My family and friends can testify, but I know that it will continue to grow. As more has come out, the more I'll get. Um, and I also really, really enjoy watching sunsets. I enjoy the colours, and I enjoy just basking in all of the glory that God has made them and just enjoying them and seeking them. Um, so I've been given the honour tonight to continue our series here at Everyday Faith. Um, we've heard some awesome messages already and I highly recommend you go back and watch them. Our first week we started off with Renee, who kicked our year off really awesomely with a relational message that was super funny, talking about three verses that helped him towards his everyday faith and helped convict him towards growing in his faith every day. Then last week we heard from Joel, who was on guitar just before, hearing an awesome message from him talking about three ways that we can become more like Jesus through everyday faith, including things like being Jesus-centred, others-focused together in community, through serving one another, and being intentional with serving the least, the last, and the lost. And tonight I want to continue and continue us on our series here um, through talking about social media. So a few years ago I was at a conference, and during one of the sessions, they were saying about how they had all the pastors praying for each attendee. And this was super cool to be a part of and super awesome to see, but the part that was when the pastor came up to me and she put her hand on my shoulder and started to pray for me, the thing I remember most about that prayer was that she was like, God, I just pray that whatever is in this young man's hand, he will use it for your kingdom to grow. And that really struck a chord with me because as myself, as all of us do, we have a lot of things in our hands every day. Whether it's driving, we'll have the steering wheel, hopefully, in our hands, whether that's um, at dinner time, a knife and a fork, whether that's um, at work with a computer or a calculator, if you're into that, or, you know, also your phone. Um, and when I got asked to do this message a little bit later on, I got so excited, so naturally the first thing I did, I grabbed my phone, and then I opened up Instagram and started scrolling through and thinking, what could I do my message on? Thing, is there any examples? Is there any illustrations that I can pick up from Instagram? Any inspirations? Nope. So instead of being like, okay, I jumped over to Facebook and I started scrolling through there and started scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and nothing was coming up there either. And then I had a moment where I had to take a step back and kind of realise that I had my message in my hand the whole time, remembering that prayer that she prayed for me. So that's what I want to talk about tonight, about social media and how it involves in our everyday faith. And throughout this series so far, we've had one singular verse or a couple verses that have been um, weaved into each message. And I want to share that with you guys again tonight to remind you, but also to sort of set the scene for it. And it's, um, it's what Paul wrote in Romans 12, verses 1 to 2, and I'm reading from the message translation that says, So here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, your eating, going to work, walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Now, Paul states a few good options here. He includes things like eating and sleeping, which I personally am a very big fan of. But I also believe that if Paul was here today, he would also include checking your social media. Now, some of you guys might be on board with that idea, but some of you guys might be like, what? why would he involve that? 
Well, I found a few statistics while I was um, doing some research, so I thought I'd share with some ones that I thought were pretty, pretty big and pretty shocking. Um, so the first one is that there are over one billion users using Instagram every month. One billion. That's one-seventh of the world using Instagram every month. That's not just the amount of accounts that Instagram has. That's people using it, being active with it, sharing, posting, commenting, liking, doing all of that stuff every month. Even crazier is 1.97 billion users visit Facebook daily. Daily. Now, that's a lot of baby photos. That's a lot of weddings and relationship posts popping up. That's a lot of controversial comments being posted and people commenting underneath that. And a lot of random photos from your five years ago that pop up and like, hey, remind you of this? And you, why did I post that? Um, that scare us all. But those are just a couple um, ones that I found. But another one I found was an average People aged 16 to 24, so a large demographic of people using social media, spend just under three hours a day on social media, around three hours, which might not seem like a much or might seem like a heap, but to put that into perspective, that's roughly two times the amount that we spend eating each day. So I believe the reason I'm saying all of this is because if Paul was to be here today, I believe that he would have added things like social media, as it's evident that it's a big part of our life, that one seven billionth of the world use Instagram, and there are over a billion people visiting Facebook daily, and we're spending three hours of our day on social media at any time. And so I believe that if Paul was here today, that, and writing the verse again, that he'd say something like, this is what I want you to do. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, your eating, your newsfeed checking, your YouTube watching, your Netflix binging, and place it before him. Because it's a large part of our life. And therefore, if it's a large part of our life, and it's a part of our every day, then shouldn't we be using it to glorify God and help build our faith? So that's the main part of my message that I want to talk about tonight. And I have the three A's of social media. So if you're taking notes or if you're wanting to remember it, I have the three A's of social media. And these include audit, abstain, and action. Audit, abstain, and action. All right, so jumping into it, number one, audit. So the first main point is to audit your social media. And what this word basically means is to check through what, what your page looks like, going onto Instagram or onto Facebook and seeing who you're following and kind of just making a checklist of the people you follow, the pages, the content you're consuming, and seeing how it looks in, with an intentional view of it. Now, I personally enjoy a good Reddit thread. I enjoy going through the rabbit hole of Instagram and watching the explore pages, looking at the satisfying videos of the soap being all chopped up and then it all falling apart or the kinetic sand falling over and all those sort of satisfying things. I also enjoy jumping onto Facebook and then seeing a post that's a little bit controversial or a little bit um, current and then just like looking through the comments and just seeing the fights that occur down there. It's a lot of fun if you haven't done it, but all that being said, it doesn't help grow my faith. That's, that's my point I'm trying to make <laughs> through all of this, that it doesn't help grow my faith. And I even had an experience one time where I was getting worried and getting caught up with a post that I had read in one of those long Instagram scrolling feeds of a point that I had internalized, and it was getting me really upset and really overwhelmed. And I remember coming to God with this idea and being like, God, this is really unsettling and this is really hurting me, so why is it and what, what's going on? And I remember him, his response was like, is this the truth? Is this from my word? Where did you find this? Why have you placed it in your heart? 
And with that, I have a really hard time reading 1 Timothy 4 verse 7, which Paul says to Timothy, have nothing to do with godless myths or old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. It's so easy for me to become caught up in these godless myths, but just other people's thoughts and ideas and just made-up stories and things that sound good or sound right that don't actually benefit me or don't help me be trained to be godly, as Paul says to Timothy here, or help me in my everyday faith. And it's so easy, isn't it, for all of us to get caught up in these rabbit holes, to internalise what we're finding out and to consume and eat what we find. And my next kind of point within this section is that in the statistics, I said that we spend two times the amount of time on social media as we do eating. And we think about what we consume. We think about what we're eating. We think, you know, I want to have something healthy. I want it to nourish me. I want it to sustain me. But then are we doing that with our social media as well too? And in Philippians 4, we read, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Now, Paul here was sharing a glimpse of the way that we should be thinking and a way our mindset should be constructed. So I have a question for us here tonight. Is are we filling ourselves with these things, things that are noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, praiseworthy and excellent through what we're consuming on our social media? If I were to take my phone out and I were to show you my newsfeed or I were to show you my Facebook page or all of that stuff, you'd learn quite a bit about me. You'd learn that, you know, the sports teams I like, you'd learn that the pages I'm following, who I'm interested in and the content that I'm seeing. And I'm sure if I were to do that with you too, if I were to be in a situation where I could sit with you and ask, hey, did you want, can I go through your newsfeed with you? I would learn a lot about you. I'd find out who you are more and more. But are all these things, if I looked at myself and I was looking through my page, would these things benefit my life and my plan that God has for me? Does these things benefit you? In Psalm 119, verse 37, the psalmist says, Turn your eyes away from worthless things. Preserve my life according to your word. How much of what we're consuming and how much we're growing really helps grow our faith? How much of these things that we're consuming every day for three hours a day on average are we actually benefiting ourselves for? Um, and I want to move to become a bit more practical. I don't just want to bring up these ideas and kind of just leave it left in the air. That if this is something that you're feeling you're doing, then I want to kind of actually help you and give you some tools and some steps that you can make change. So maybe tonight, or maybe sometimes this week, you could go away and check your page and kind of do this audit, and then have Philippians 4 verse 8 as kind of a filter or as kind of a way to sort of show, right, is as my page, is what I'm consuming actually benefiting me and my relationship with God? Am I thinking about things, am I finding things that are pure, lovely, right, wholesome? All these kind of ideas. And maybe it might have to be that you might need to unfollow a page if you realise, hey, that doesn't work. Maybe it might be something else that you might have some old friends or you might be seeing some pages or some different things that you're looking at and go, well, that they were my friends a few years ago, but now their content's a bit weird or I don't want to see it anymore, but you don't really want to unfollow them because you think they'd be a bit mean or something of that as well. Well, Facebook and Instagram actually have this really cool feature to mute their stories and their posts. So you can still be friends with them, and you can still engage in messages, and you can still contact them, but you don't necessarily have to see their posts pop up. 
So maybe that could be a way for you. If you have friends online who are posting things that you don't think are helping grow your faith, well, then you could do that and you could share and you could um, mute their accounts or mute their posts so that you don't have to see them anymore, but you can still engage with them and still connect with them in different ways. All right, so that was point number one, taking an audit. Point number two is abstain, or to call it without the alliteration, taking a fast or just taking a break from it. So last year in November, John shared an awesome message with us where he talked about Emmanuel, God with us. And within this message, which I highly recommend you go back and watch, a part of it, he shared about how he spent all of October away from social media. He took a fast from social media. And through this month, he said that he, the more he stepped away from online culture, the more positive his thoughts became, and the more he felt grounded and creative, and that he had once again found the joy of the Lord. He didn't say this out of a proud heart. He said this because he had an excitement. He was just sharing his findings that he had, and he was like, this is awesome, and I must share it with everyone else. And I, too, can testify that there have been seasons and times where I'm like, right, I just need to get rid of social media. I can't be on it anymore. And then I have felt more grounded, and I have found the joy of the Lord. Even this past week, in preparation for this message, I thought I should practice what I preach. And so I deleted both Instagram and Facebook off my phone just to get some clarity and some focus. I did, again, check it, and I opened up a browser and searched it in again, but I was more intentional about choosing to do that over and above, just aimlessly going on it and scrolling through like I had before. Because social media can be such a confusing place. It can be, maybe it might be a bit dark, and you might go into it because you see a notification pop up, and you're like, yes, someone mentioned me in a comment. And then you click on it, and then you spend like an hour scrolling through, and then you leave worse than you started, or you might read things or see things that you pop up, and you're like, I didn't need to see that. I didn't want to see that. Or you might see people's lives that are showing how great their life is on top of the mountaintops of, oh, yeah, look at this, and just their highlights and moments, and you leave, and you, get leave, you leave the app a bit upset and a bit overwhelmed. In, the Psalm, in Psalm 1, it says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way of sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. It goes on to say, but to his delight is in the law of the Lord. But I'll get back to that in a second. And what the psalmist is saying is that he is spending all this time and he's going, blessed is the one who doesn't spend their time in this culture, in this identity, that the way that the sinners take, or in the company of mockers, or in the wicked council, or in these areas that bring you down, but to take away, but to stand away from them and to delight in the law of the Lord and to spend time with God. And maybe your online culture might not be bad. Maybe you might have done the first point already, you might have had a good audit, you might have a great, great social media life. But it's also a lot of noise and a lot of stimulation and a lot of attention now, 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 now. And it can just be overwhelming with all the stimulation that comes. And we can see this in Jesus' life as well too. Although he didn't have social media, he did spend a lot of time with people. And we can see that all throughout the Gospels. He was in a similar environment so much so that it, written, it is written in his word that he had to take a break many a time. And in Matthew 14, verses 22 to 24, it says, Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. This is just after feeding of the 5,000. After he had dismissed them, he went up to the mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance away from land, buffered by the waves 
because the wind was against it. And we also read in Luke 5, verse 16, but the Lord often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. We can see here that Jesus knew that when he was in a position where he had all these voices and all these thoughts and all these different stimulations coming at him at the time that he's like, right, I just need to take a break. I just need to go and spend time with God. I just need to take away from this. I just need to get out of this. I need to abstain from being in this environment. And it's really true for us as well too, that if Jesus is the ultimate example for us as um, believers of who we should be like, then we too should also acknowledge the times that it gets to us where we're being overstimulated or overwhelmed and that we need to take a break. And we can see here that we heard the lovely Bianca before sharing about how she shared her everyday faith, about how she spends time in her word, how she prays and doing all of that stuff as well too. And we've heard throughout this whole series from different people how they connect with God and what they're up to. But a lot of these ones you would hear that they would say that they don't necessarily spend time checking Instagram or checking social media. And it can be a distraction. And a lot of them, even myself, I know that when I want to spend time with God intentionally, that I've got to put my phone down or even leave it at home if I'm going for a walk, just to spend time with God intentionally in that way. And so some practical steps that I would like for us to sort of take from this one is maybe you need to put a limit on the amount of time you're spending on social media. A lot of the apps have limiters in place that you can build in, so you can only be on it for five minutes or 20 minutes or an hour, so then you're not spending all your time on social media. Maybe it might be you need to turn off your notifications. Maybe that might be the little temptation enough that you click on it and you don't realise that you spiral downhill and you're spending hours away that you could um, just click on it or just remove the notifications and then you don't need to worry about it at all. Maybe it might be that you need to be like I did this week and just delete the apps and just cold turkey, just nope, I'm not in it, don't want it anymore, and just let that be. Or maybe in a big stretch, you might need to deactivate your account. And now I'm not saying that this is for everyone, or I'm not saying that this is for many people at all, but maybe if you're knowing that social media is not helping you at all, if what you're seeing on Facebook and Instagram isn't benefiting your life, and you don't think that you're gonna do anything better to change it, maybe you just get rid of the account, just don't go back on it anymore. All right. So that's point two. So point one was audit, point two, abstain, and now point three is action. Now I want to start this one off with a great verse in Matthew 5, verse 14 to 16. He says, you are the light of the world, a town built on a hill that cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that you may have see your good deeds and glorify the Father in heaven. Now this point is for all of those people, and for myself included, who are consumers of social media. This is for those that use Instagram and Facebook in the same way you use YouTube or you use Netflix. That you get comfy in your chair, you put your blanket over you, you have your cup of tea with you, and then you just start scrolling through. You're not planning on anything, on adding anything, you're not investing into it, you're just seeing what other people are doing and how they take it. And this is my preferred way to do social media. So at this point, I'm speaking to myself here a lot. And you just go through it all, and you're just consuming, consuming, consuming. And going back to that stat, if I'm focusing on what I'm eating, but I'm only spending you know, half the time I am 
on social media, spending two times the amount of time on social media as I am eating, yet I'm focusing on what I eat. Am I focusing on what I'm consuming and what I'm putting into my body there as well too? Because if I'm not, then that's not benefiting me. For this verse, it is a challenge to use what is in our hand. And with that verse that I said before, with you are the light of the world, that we have been called to share the gospel of Jesus. We have been called to be this light, to stand out in the world. And we are to do that within our circles we have now. We could all just wait and go, oh, one day, you know, I might be up on a stage, but I'm able to preach the word of God. But not all of us will get there, or not all of us will be there right now. But we do have our phone in our hand and our Instagram accounts, our Facebook accounts, or our other social media accounts that we can so easily share it. Now, this might look different to many people, and if you're like me, it can be very scary and real bold to have to try to share in this way. This might have to be, you might be in the position where you might want to reshare a post that someone else put up that was beneficial towards your faith. It might be that you want to post um, a Bible verse that you've read, or write a little devotional from something that you read in your 20 minutes in the chair. It might want to be something as big as filming yourself doing something for God or helping others in that way. But that might seem a little bit too big for some people or a little bit scary for others. So maybe if this point is speaking to you, something small you could do would just be to comment under someone's post to encourage them. Message someone and go, hey, I'm praying for you, and then pray for them. Or it might just be to share the church live stream and go, if you're interested in seeing what we're up to, why don't you just check out some great worship and a message? These are all different ways that we are able to do this point and to be the light on the hill, to share Jesus through our medium of social media. These steps might be small, but I reckon they would be really helpful in growing what God has created for us. When Jesus asked us for the Great Commission, he writes in Matthew 28, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Now, the main sort of focus I want to take away from this one is two major points within the first sentence. Jesus' great commission for us was to go. It wasn't just to consume and make sure what we're doing is fine. It wasn't just to um, just search and make sure that we're doing fine or just to take a break every once in a while, but it was to go and then to make disciples of all nations. I don't know about you, but I think it's a lot easier now to talk with someone who has been from the UK, from the US, from China, from the Philippines, all at the same time, it's a lot easier now through social media, through online, than it has been through any other time in history. So if God wants us to go and to reach all people, and we have this platform of social media, why don't we just start to use it and start to just share God's word, start to preach the gospel through this online platform? We don't know who is going to see this. We don't know who God might bring this towards in our life or in our online platform. So those are my three points. Audit, abstain, and action. I, if I'd like to invite the rest of the band up on stage with me, I'm wrapping up pretty quickly. I've got a couple of questions for us here tonight. Which of these three are you good at? Maybe you might be really great at all three of them. Maybe you might be incredible at all three. And if you are, please share with me after the service. I'd love to learn from you about how you did that. Maybe you might be great at having a, a safe and healthy online community 
that you've done the audits, that you've checked it all before, and you know what you're going to do and what you want to do and how you will push and move forward. Maybe you might be really good at fasting and taking a break. Maybe you have incredible self-control. Or maybe you might be really great at sharing the word already through your online media and sharing God's glory and God's blessings to others through that way. I have another question. Which one of these would you like to work on? I know for myself, the last two points of abstain and action are a bit of a weakness for mine. So for myself, I want to make sure that I have the self-control to limit what I'm consuming. But I also want to make sure that when I am on social media, that I'm intentional. But is there one point for you that I mentioned tonight that you would like to work on? And I believe that if we take all of these points and a few others as well too, and apply them to our circles, that our online selves will be healthier and happier. I can't promise it, but I can imagine it growing in a great way and that if we bring God and, and His blessings and His Word into our online lives, then we would be able to also share with others in that way and that would help grow our faith and our everyday viewing of social media. Now imagine with me for a moment that if we could go online and we see words of encouragement and not hate, if we saw pictures of love and not lust, and if we could read comments, comments shared with courage and not fear, how much better does that sound than the online self that we might already have? So as I finish up, I just want to pray. So if you close your eyes with me, that would be great. Dear Lord, I thank you, Father, that you've given us this incredible platform, Lord, to share your word. Father, I thank you that I've been able to speak tonight. And I just pray, Lord, that your word and that your verses and that your heart will be with us. Father, I pray that we're able to work towards what you have planned for us and that we can live towards your goal. Father, we pray that your will will come through, Jesus, and that our online selves and our social media, Father, can glorify you, Lord, that our everyday faith and our everyday activities, Lord, through social media will be beneficial, Lord, towards your word and your plan that you have for each of us. I thank you, Lord, and I pray that we'll continue to have a great night tonight and a blessed week ahead, Jesus. We ask this, Lord Jesus, in your name, Lord, we pray. Amen.